Good afternoon, everybody out there in Racing for Recovery Land. Todd Crandall, the founder of this thing that we do, and I have an awesome person, Rachel Ingram, on the show today. How you doing? I'm good. Let's talk about this. It's uh, what time? It's 11 o'clock that we're filming this in the morning. What have you done so far today, personally and here at Racing for Recovery? Well, um, I actually had to visit a friend on my way to work this morning. And um, after that, I've done a couple court letters and answered the phone several times already this morning. Several times or like 50 <laughs> times already today? Eh, several. How, how many times a day do you think you answer that phone? It just depends. Um, but some days it's ringing off the hook for a couple hours and you may get a breather for an hour and, um, you know, but in between I'm helping people, you know, um, ringing the, the intercom. So how, how does it feel to be of service to someone who's calling us every day? Amazing. Talk about that. Um, it feels great. You know, um, sometimes when I get a family member that calls, um, I can put myself in their shoes. Um, and when I get somebody that I hear that is so desperate, um, they, they really need help. And they're, and you can hear it in their voice that they're ready. Um, you know, it's, we do whatever we can to help them. So let's talk about what was it like prior to coming to racing for recovery the let me ask you this when you're sitting in a racing for recovery meeting and your dad says i'm here because i value my life what do what do those words mean to you as his daughter <clears throat> means the world to me <laughs> um sorry this is this is the emotional part um, this is, he's the reason why I'm here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's exactly why. Uh, so when I know that he's, you know, uh, when he found racing for recovery, he found a whole new lease on life. That's exactly what he did. Um, he gets emotional when, you know, um, just thinking about it sometimes because he remembers the first words that he heard from you and it was you never have to use drugs or alcohol again you have a choice and that takes him back every time because he thinks that's on me now um i don't have anything to hide behind so that's an easy easy thing for him these days i'll never use again and when i hear those words come out of his mouth and hear just um I don't know the validation you know what he he feels he's just it feels so good because this time is so different and and i feel like it's been a long struggle um you know he had 10 years of um i'm just gonna say clean time because yeah. he really didn't live the life of sobriety um and then he went back out for 12 years after injuring his back um and then it was just as you know how that goes um kind of one thing after another and the last five years of his addiction was the worst you know Rachel I I didn't realize it was 
12 years that he was back out there doing it. I guess I haven't heard that. I mean, I know that, but I haven't heard it in a while. And that's another reminder of exactly the difference between racing for recovery and I guess the traditional ways of doing it. You can, you can be dry or not drink for 10 years, but it's like, are you really living? And that story you just said right there is another example of not really. No. You know, your dad to me is like one of the, he's like one of our closet heroes. (laughs) You know, I, every Thursday, I'm so used to hearing him say, I'm here because I value my life. It's like, I know I'm going to hear it. And every single time I hear that, and I've heard it for what? He's six years, five years sober, six years? Five and a half. Five and a half years. I hear it constantly. It never gets old. It never gets old because what I hear in his voice is, is pride. Yeah. So as his, as his daughter, how has his recovery helped you heal as a person? It's helped me heal tremendously. Just watching him live life. Um, I feel prior to that, I, I was constantly fighting that fight every day, wishing and hoping he was going to be okay. And, you know, even though he'd tell me he was okay, um, I knew he wasn't. Um, Going home or going to the house and knowing that, okay, the lights are off or this this isn't. Well, I lived a daily, I guess daily I worried. I worried and I, um, so these days I'm free from that. Um, I don't have to worry about him, which is amazing. It's, it's such a, a free feeling um, that I, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry if he's not going to pick up the phone and then I have to drive over there and hope and pray that he's not on the ground, you know. Um, there's just so much um, life that I've been given by him giving his self life. Let's talk about... And you could go on and on, and I, that's okay if you do. I want to know, like, your views on how we as a program have grown. And, like, did you ever anticipate you working here? I mean, I'm just talk about, like, what the evolution of our program and your involvement in Racing for Recovery, what, what's that like? Well, from the beginning, I'm just going to share that, you know, I, I knew how important racing for recovery was for my dad. So I said, wow, this is great. So I need to come to a meeting. Once I stepped foot in the church for my very first Thursday meeting, I never stopped coming. And then I just felt like I became a part of that. Mm-hmm. And then I volunteered. And I just saw myself always kind of volunteering and helping out um, the way that I could. Um, You know, I was in a profession prior to here 13 years and people after a while knew that I was kind of a part of Racing for Recovery. So if we had a patient or someone that was struggling, they grabbed me and I would talk to them and I had literature with me always, you know. the running joke was if I was in a room with a patient for too long, they were either a struggling addict or they're an old person that needed my help. Like, because that's just where my heart always lied. Um, So back to like this, I I just always thought, okay, I volunteer my time because I always want to give back to someone that graciously like gave so much to my dad that, you know, in turn gave to me because I, I got him back. 
and um, I've always been a daddy's girl. I've always been extremely close to my dad, and we lost that. So when I say I, I have my dad back, that's huge. Wow. So you know, on Thursdays, um, uh, you know, I sometimes we'd be in the basement at the church, and and I remember one of the last meetings in the basement where it was like, okay, something has to change. Um, either something changes or I, I don't know. It was like um, your mission was, you know, this was always your vision. And I will never forget the first day we walked in here when I was able to walk in here with you in the meeting room. And I was like, good things come to who wait. And that's huge because all that hard work and everything, um, this is what happened. And look at how much help we're able to provide for people so every day you know I always say a bad day is is never it's always a good day like you know I don't like using bad day but like a struggling day or just a long day it's never a bad day it's always a good day at the end because you look around and you see everyone that you've helped and that's huge um I I appreciate being able to to like give service here you know it's it's amazing um when i see people walk in the door it just it inspires me i know i'll say that a lot in the meetings because i'm truly inspired by um the ones that choose to come in here and really put in the work that's um that's just i don't know it's eye-opening and uh, you know every once in a while you kind of have your eye on someone you watch Mm -hmm. them and you feel so proud like Mm -hmm. just like you'll say you're proud dad of so many people Mm -hmm. and it's true because i kind of feel that way sitting where i sit on a daily basis and i get to i have the honor of having them come into us first seeing them knowing what they need and helping them get what they need and then watching them through the process and just watch them blossom that is huge to me like that's just made I never thought that I would ever be in this position or you know working as you know for racing for recovery um but it was the right choice for me you you are one of the the kindest um people I know I I truly mean that you're just a a kind person and I think of all those Thursdays that you would have to set up the merchandise at the church, take it down, bring it back. The word um, relief comes to my mind when we got this place. Mm-hmm. So tell me, or tell people that are watching this, like, what's it been like to really um, be able to come in here and not have some of those chores that, like, setting up, you know, taking down boxing this, doing that. What's it like just to come in and be able to be a kind Rachel and give service? What's that like for you on a daily basis? It's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's relieving, you know, you, you feel relieved. I, I'll never forget the first time. Um, and obviously it was before I, I worked here, but coming into the meeting and going, oh my goodness, it's all set up and we don't have to put anything away. (laughs) Like that was huge. You know, you could actually just come in, sit and, you know, and um, you appreciate that because you worked really hard to get to where you're at. Mm -hmm. And and that's on so many levels. Um, But you tend to appreciate it that much more. What's been the hardest 
phone call that you've had to take at Racing for Recovery? Maybe, um, well, okay. Phone call usually is when somebody's telling us um, that there's somebody that's no longer with us. I, I'm, that's why I asked you this question. I'm wondering if you're thinking of the same person that I am. Do you have somebody in mind that you're, that is on your, are yeah. you thinking about? Yes. Um, Jason. I knew it. Yep. Talk about, um, about that. Well, I had talked to him probably three days prior and I explained, um, you know, he was gung ho and really wanted help. Um, and unfortunately I look at it as he, he didn't want it bad enough. Um, but it was hard. It was hard. I took that phone call and he explained his insurance information and I said, you know, we'll do whatever we need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, just give me all of your information so I have it and then we'll we'll talk to you here in a day and we'll we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. We'll definitely figure it out. Um, and then I get I received that phone call probably two to three days mm -hmm. later and um, it it blew me away. It never gets easy to mm -hmm. hear that, um, especially when you have a connection with somebody. Um, yeah, isn't it like I know you pretty well and I was thinking of some questions to ask you and I'm like I'm going to ask her this thing about Jason and I, I knew that's who you were going to talk about because I remember you getting that and then telling that to me and uh, the reason I'm even bringing this up is a I want to honor his name because Jason Cook was an awesome dude he really was he was a fantastic guy I met him you know at this uh, another agency I was working at year, four years ago and then he was down at Columbus with us at the half Ironman remember I always remember that because I remember you gave him his your medal yeah um I don't remember the exact significance of what he was celebrating at that six moment. months six months yep and um you gave him yeah. medal and I remember how proud he was of that yeah. and um, that's the thing. It was such an honor to be able to spend that time with him and see that and see that huge smile on his face. And that's what I keep in my head. Me too. You know, it's another example of we are con consistency is a word that we use around here. And you're consistently answering that phone with your big old heart and caring for people. And we're consistently here doing what we do. And when people consistently use that care, their lives get better. Yes. And when they don't, I, I don't see people calling us and going, hey, I just want to let you know I quit doing everything you guys offered me and my life is good. I just, we don't hear that, you know, yeah. and it's sad. What? Let's flip it now and share a, a phone call or a person that you've been able to celebrate their success with. What's, what's that like? It's, I mean, that's awesome. You know, right? when somebody will call and say, you know, hey, I, I know I haven't been in there for a little bit, just but this is going and then and then you see them for, you know, yourself and and, you know, they're celebrating six months or a year and you see them blossoming. That's huge. I mean, watching people every day. We mm -hmm. have some amazing individuals in this building that um, are now, you know, in the work life, but they're keeping that balance. And that's huge. That I love, and I, I always tell people when they first come in um, at their lowest point, mm. I always try to remind them to 
when you get to a point and you're on this like huge high on life and you're doing amazing and then you start to have maybe a thought just remember that moment that you felt lost mm-hmm. so you can bring yourself back and humble yourself talk uh i want to i want you to talk about your your running events you know what you've done how running has helped you the people you've met the places you've gone um so i i don't run as consistently as i should but i do love to do these long runs um i sign up for them and then i just do them um and how long <laughs> well the the last one i did was a 50k so it's 31 miles um i was pretty proud of that one um oh. it's in canal fulton and um I was proud because two years ago I did that race, didn't train at all. I was 20 pounds heavier Mm. and I did it in 11 hours. Um, Everyone was like, you're crazy for doing it. Um, This year I did it. I didn't train quite as much, but I I did do some training because I did a 20 miler a month prior. Um, And this one i was just really proud of it because i was 20 pounds lighter Mm. and i cut an hour and a half off my time so to me that was a win and um i do it because i just enjoy it i enjoy those hours of just kind of i don't know i always call it trucking along because i (laughs) i don't i don't run fast and that's okay i don't Mm. i like to do it for the scenery and just the time um, nature and myself and just all the thoughts that come along with it. Um, I do it for the journey. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What is the, what's the hardest thing you've overcome personally and how did, I guess, how did the racing for recovery concept or whatever help you to overcome that hardship? So, um, since coming, since joining racing for recovery as an employee, mm-hmm. um, I, had a change in my life and um i actually went through a divorce and that was quite a change um it i feel like i still am working through that but i feel i couldn't have done it in a better place um i have some amazing people surrounding me and um i've had nothing but you know the best support um and i i feel that has definitely helped me i feel like maybe if i wasn't in this building and um Mm. surrounded by the people that i am maybe i wouldn't be doing as well as i am right now i did uh i did this with uh patrick in his interview that we shot last time and i'm going to do it with you so i'm going to say one word or it might be a, f- a phrase, and then you give me the first word that comes to mind, okay? Okay. Uh, we're going to start with Ashley Dodge. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 50 states. <laughs> okay, right? Um, perseverance. Working hard. Adversity. Overcoming the things that you once thought you couldn't. God. Love. Racing for recovery. No judgment. Sandy Keith. An amazing woman. Hope. I just, I have to be honest, a a whole lot of things rush to my mind, but um, I think of racing for recovery. Our merchandise. 
it has grown <laughs> as far as it's, it's we have some really nice stuff yes we do mm-hmm. um the future nothing but the best so with respect to the future what do you see yourself doing in our program what do you want to do um well i one thing i always say and i always have to laugh and i'll just keep it real um i know one thing that i don't want to do (laughs) and that's answered the phones (laughs) We, we need to get that headset <laughs> off of you then. Duly noted. I'm sorry. No, no. But um, no, I I just want to work with people more and, and do more of the, I enjoy the, the lodging part of it, um, our residential program that we have. I enjoy um, helping people get to the food banks. I enjoy helping them, making sure that they have their insurance, making sure that they're um, getting their food cards because that's kind of a part of avenue of what I'm doing right now that I really enjoy that and, and making sure that they have that letter that they need for court like those are the things that I feel people on the outside they don't see what we do here so we have to create that on a document so they can read it and know that wow this is a good place. This is this is what they're doing, and that I like. I love doing. You're teaching me something today. I appreciate that, and how my mind, of course, is going off in a million different directions. Um, do you have any questions for me? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I started. I asked a couple people this recently, and it's interesting. When I, I mean, we've known each other for so long, and mm-hmm. doing something like this, I'm always wondering. Well, is there something that they want to ask me that they've never, we've never talked about before? Um, th- let's talk about Boulder for a minute. What, what was it like going on that trip to Boulder we did last year? That was amazing. I, I, I carry that with me every day. Um, honestly, I think after my 20 miler, I had texted you because I carried. Um, moments of that trip with me mm-hmm. um, that was a struggle of a run for me because it was it was different it was a trail run and I've never really done that and mm-hmm. it was 20 miles and mud and and roots and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff that I've never really done so I thought of you a lot um, in our trip and just the perseverance and that it took for you to get through mm-hmm. what you did there and that was huge. Um, so I carry that with me every day. And the experiences that I um, gained, um, the friendships I gained yeah. on that trip, um, moments I shared with Skylar, yeah. um, those are things that no one can ever take away from me. Yeah. And I carry those with me every day. I, I love that. I think of it. We see the collage that you made from that trip up on the wall, and it, when I walk past there, I'm I, I think I still get cold from being in that rubber yes. raft, <laughs> yeah. whitewater rafting. That was the you talk about peer support. The only reason I didn't get out of that <laughs> boat or whatever was because of the people that were in it. Right. I was freezing. I sat behind you, <gasps> and you were literally shaking like a leaf. And I just thought, oh my gosh, he's so cold. I mean, I was cold, but I'm just thinking, wow. Like, just, it was freezing. It's an example of peer support, right? I it mean, is. if it wasn't for you guys, I 
I wouldn't have made it. I still, I don't know if you're around us, but do you remember when uh, a bunch of us were putting sunscreen on and the guy that worked there comes up and he looked at us and was, you're not going to need that no. today. And I remember, I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And as soon as we got in that water, I'm like, that's why we don't need the sunscreen, <laughs> right? Right. 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 Um, let's do this in closing. Somebody that's watching this who has a dad who is struggling with self-destructive behaviors, what do you say to that person? I tell them, um, don't lose hope. That's the biggest thing that I can say. Um, continue to educate yourself. Um, that's one thing I feel I didn't have. I was somewhat educated, but once coming in these doors, I realized I, I wasn't. Um, there are so many things I could have done differently. Um, not that it would have gotten him here um, any sooner, but it would have given me a little, um, I would have lived my life a little easier maybe, um, just because I feel education is key. Hmm. So if I, uh, I would just tell you to educate yourselves. Um, get in racing, you know, get on racingforrecovery.org. Um, check out our website. Um, come to a Thursday meeting. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Rachel, I am, um, I'm honored that you're a part of our, our program. Thanks. I think you're awesome. And thanks for doing this today. Thank you. Uh, to everybody who's watching out there, if you are looking for a way not only to attain sobriety, but sustain it, Racing for Recovery is your place. Give us a call and we hope to see you soon. Until next time, with sobriety, anything is possible. <laughs>